of the sun by the moon, Christmas Day jerseys continue to make us swoon. Before we cross over to the next decade, we got to have our best of the best list made on the Ball is Bay NBA podcast. Your favorite NBA podcast in Indian accent. We're back at it again with, with the last episode of this decade, which for all our discussions will be 2010 through 2019. Uh, the 10s was not only the name of the previous decades, it's also how many times I make my friends listen to this podcast. And that's a lie. As our last episode with Miss Brinda was our biggest episode of the season three. Numbers obviously cannot be revealed, but in this decimal format, you'd need three digits to represent the same. We are really looking forward to the year 2020, as according to reports, at the stroke of midnight, India will become a superpower nation and Ola Uber will be the only cabs we talk about. <laughs> uh, speaking of cab, I've got with me, as always, the vehicle of virtual reality, sender of WhatsApp messages aplenty and taker of photos of Christmas food, Vinit Devaya. Vinit, welcome back to this last episode of the pod. For this decade. For this decade, We've got yes. quite the episode yes, lined up. Yes. For this decade, yes. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Not the last episode, my friend. Definitely. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. How, how, how was your Christmas uh, celebrations? And uh... It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, mm. I am in Warsaw, Poland uh, for a month. Mm. And uh, yeah, so uh, I was expecting snow on Christmas Eve, but uh, there was no snow except for last night. <laughs> so okay. you know that was pretty good and uh, hopefully I'm going to be here for New Year's Eve too and hopefully it snows again because these places are really beautiful when it snows so. nice looking nice. forward to this now we, we, we've got a oh okay we've got a special episode lined up today you want to uh, talk about the guest or should i do it you should talk about <laughs> I mean, the guest. you better let me yes. do it okay thank you so much <laughs> yes our guest for this episode is none other than the founder of crossover academy sean jaychandran as you may recall from his last visit he made fun of me and my okc for being bitter at kd's exit <laughs> guess who's laughing now <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the pod, Sean. Welcome back. I mean, it's a completely different OKC teams, but uh, you're still the same person, I see. I'm trying, I'm trying, but uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited to see if your love for OKC is still holding, right? That absolutely the, the dynasty, the potential dynasty of the decade to well, whoever they got well. right now. So, <laughs> you know, he 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 switched. He's he already switched. He's already a a Rockets no, no, fan. I did not switch. No, no, only because Westbrook is there, but uh, it's always hashtag thunder up, nothing no, else. No, you, you, yeah. you publicly tweeted about being a Rockets fan. No, no. I, I said it's uh, very difficult, but uh, I'm going to continue. We will check the tweets later. Uh, there's no for, uh, fake news on this podcast. <laughs> but uh, Sean, yeah, I thought you'd be really excited. Uh, Sh- Shai uh, Gilgis Alexander is your homeboy, and uh, he's been playing absolutely amazing, I think. No, he's, he's coming through. I mean... They're gonna. They're fun to watch, right? Like, that's all there is. Um, they're fun to watch. It's a lot of good stuff going on, but you got to rebuild somewhere, and you got to start somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I like the idea that they they kind of brought Chris Paul in and convinced him to stick around. Uh, yeah. You know, he could probably almost commute from Houston. He could just take a short flight every day. Uh, you know, uh, but who else? They got like what Gallinari. They got. They have Stephen Adams over yep. there. Yep. They still have Stephen Adams. Yeah, they have a Dennis Roder. Yeah, they have a good team. They had Darius Baisley, right? It's a they, they, bunch. Yeah. Don't they got Darius Baisley? They have Baisley. Yes. Yeah, like yeah, that's Baisley. the one the one million dollar New Balance kid. Like that's that was one of the coolest <laughs> untold stories last year. I feel like 
like skipped college to go intern at New Balance for one million dollars up in Boston and just work out uh, and work out where the Celtics practice until the draft. Wow, I didn't know this. Wow. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was. It's not quite um, what the two kids are doing in New Zealand right now as they prep for the draft, mm-hmm. but it was still pretty revolutionary. And what a move by New Balance to steal a kid before uh, before anybody was even thinking of it, right? Like, uh, yep. what a great insurance policy if you don't make the league. Like, a lot of good stuff. Um, but again, an untold story, one of those neat under-the-radar stories. Well, we, we, we broke that story. <laughs> Ball is Bay breaking stories. The credit. <laughs> You're like, Ball is Bay is the only people in India that have heard of New Balance. And <laughs> I, I saw someone wearing New Balance today I was when I was playing. Uh, and I was like, where did you even get these shoes? Yeah. On the, yeah, this is like, how? I, I'm not even sure if they're retailing in India. I didn't think they were. I mean, Under, Under, Under Armour's got the new, the, the, the first shop in Noida, mm-hmm. right? And where maybe they'll sell some Steph Curry's, and, or maybe it'll be like the U.S. and they don't sell Steph Curry's. They don't, uh, sell, they don't sell the Curry's in, in the U.S.? Oh, they just don't actually sell. Like, <laughs> they don't actually sell. That's oh, they don't sell. <laughs> yeah, those were not very they good. They try, but it doesn't work. No. They're such a talented brand, and at the same time, I just feel like they kept missing with those early curries. Like, they just missed the, the off what, what it needed to look like, right? Like, it needed to have some swag. It needed, uh, like, for a man who shimmies on the court, how do you have boring shoes, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but that's a whole different podcast, right? Like, the, the shoe game in the NBA is it's on a whole different <laughs> level right now. And um, you guys should definitely dig into that one day. Uh, we'll have a best shoes of the decade maybe for the next one. But for this episode, we have a very important agenda. It's, it's not very unique, but it is an important agenda nonetheless. And it would be, we'd be remiss if we didn't cover it. The NBA all-decade team. Yes. Cool. Where the decade being, yes, 2010 to 2019, which is the 10s. Uh, mm-hmm. Is the future, remember this 10s decade for something we need? What do you think? Uh, Steph Curry. I mean, that's just that's mm-hmm. the the Golden State Warriors is probably the only thing that really kind of stands out. You know, just the best team probably ever assembled, in my opinion. Ever oh. assembled? Wow. Oh, those are fighting words, youngin. I think I think I think offensively, just there's like I don't know, maybe maybe the Boston Celtics back in the '60s, but I mean, who who would you pit against uh, these Golden State Warriors to win? The Bulls. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be the old head in the room and say. Nah, I mean the Bulls know. are really good, but I think just, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be, a, it could be like you know a six the and bull, four, the bull, sixty forty. The Bulls, the Bulls could have played that up and down. Yes. Shoot three styles, right? Like uh, mm. Jordan's not a great. It wasn't a great three point shooter, um, but. But you just you had Steve Kerr. Right. You had Steve Kerr, you had That's John it. Paxson, you had Kukoc, you had Scotty Pippen can shoot the rock, right? Like there was they had Craig Hodges, right? Uh, three point champion as well. Yeah, we got um, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry <coughs> and KD. You okay, Clay so Thompson, wait. Steph Curry and KD. Like you KD can, was a temporary. Okay, I'll even give you that, right? But so who do you? How do you match up across that? 
You can't. So That's George, my point. George, don't, George, so, no, no, I'm going to say, so, so Scottie Pippen goes at Steph Curry. Okay. 6'7 with, with 7 foot wingspan. Sure, sure. And who could guard every point guard we saw. Sure. Jordan is going to absolutely eat Clay Thompson up on the Fair defensive enough. end. Fair enough. Okay, so yes, and so now you're at KD has got either Rodman or Kukoc or someone, right? That's your matchup. Is 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 KD gonna outscore Jordan? Yes. And who who are the other people that you're gonna have? You have the legendary Draymond Green as well. I mean, we keep forgetting <laughs> future Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, but that's you don't think. You, okay, you don't think Dennis Rodman is gonna eat Draymond Green up? Yeah, he will. I mean, but, uh, get, I mean, KD get, is the advantage, right? I mean, uh-huh. according to Vinith, it's not the 2015-16. It's the uh, the Warriors with KD, those three years. Yeah, that is where that. he's saying that that team is just beyond belief. You have an amazing three-point uh, scoring team, which is extremely unselfish. And See? then for the moments when the game slows down, they have KD to do like, it. Like, it I, I think we it, have but. a very romanticized version of the Jordan team. Because like, the Jordan team almost lost to the Jazz. And the Jazz were not that great. Wait, all the, it was like a four-two series. Right, right, right. But I'm saying what I'm saying is that <laughs> it's, it was it, wa- it wasn't as dominant as the way the KD teams were. Is my point? It's like the, it wasn't like they were winning all these games the way the Golden State Warriors were being super dominant. Like there was no team that was even coming close. A LeBron James team was nowhere. Uh, who was the other one? I, I just don't. You're, you're, the, the Houston uh, Rockets. I, 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 I think you're correct in that other teams weren't assembled to play again. Like, you know, I, I, I agree with that. I just don't think the stack was there. Where, how many championships did they end up winning uh, of Two. those three dominant years? <laughs> Two. But that, the third okay, one was so. the third one was just because of injury. I mean, honestly, the Rockets, the the Raptors. You don't tell me. I'm just saying. You, you, so I'm sorry. Wasn't there a flu game? Wasn't Jordan like dying on a sideline, still winning championships? <laughs> like that's part of it, right? You got you got to you got to be there for the long haul, right? They couldn't even own the three years that you're saying they dominated. I agree. I agree. I'm just and, saying that and, that, that on, on, of the decades probably that's the <clears throat> no. Well, on the other hand, I think you speak to what I I will remember the the tens for right is. The, the dominance of LeBron James to get to almost every single championship. Like we've we've not seen that since like a Bill Russell. Yeah. Right. So um, they did everything possible to be there. They did everything they could to to make that happen, and it's pretty incredible. So um, you know, it is what it is, but it's pretty special. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I never thought. Yeah, LeBron James also probably. You you didn't think of LeBron James? Is that what he say? <laughs> LeBron James at uh, point guard, shooting guard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be an interesting game, though. If we had LeBron at every point, I mean every position, and Jordan at every position, I don't you think the LeBron? It's LeBron. <laughs> you got to take it's LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> right. You got to take LeBron at that point. He's just too big, strong, dominant. Um, he's a better shooter. He may not, but Jordan may knock him out at every spot. Mm. <laughs> That's possible. Uh, well, I mean, for me, I, I think uh, the tense might be the decade where, since nobody asked. 
I was going to ask. I was I, okay, in my mind. I was like, uh, no, uh, it's, too late, it's too late. Vinit, my Ashwin. feelings. My feelings have been hurt. Vinit, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, I was going to say, Ashwin's about to start telling me about how Dirk Nowitzki and Jason Terry are the team of the decade. <laughs> that, that, that's for me. I was going to say the OKC OKC three is the great team of the decade, but I mean, obviously, I'm not uh, foolish I, enough to say that on on. No, no, I don't think you're crazy though. I think the the yeah. original OKC four. Yeah, including Ibaka. Including Ibaka, I mean, my goodness, if you let those, like, those are four phenomenal players. Like, they yeah. could have made a run. Yeah. OKC, I don't, yeah. I don't know if Golden State holds with them. Oh. Like, that alone is a statement yeah. that I'm like, like, <laughs> uh, there's a great story, right? Is that the Golden State Warriors are, the Golden State Warriors have the NBA ushering, like we just talked about, like there wasn't a team to compete with them. Because OKC dismantled yes, their team. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right, like they were like, oh, we're going to get rid of future all-time top three scorer James Harden because I don't know why. And we don't want to pay some money or whatever. Four million dollars. We didn't like the way he played in the. I can't. We didn't like the way he played in the finals or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Have, you would have. Yeah, if, yeah, if I told yeah, you right now, something. you could have won three championships, and you, all you have to do is pay a little luxury tax. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. Right. Hey man. Yeah. I, I thought the owner had a lot of money, but uh, but also I, he didn't I don't think James Harden teams. would be, would have been James Harden if he was an in OKC. Like he wouldn't be that. But he would have had a ring. He would have had a ring. I mean, he would never have been what he is, like the right MVP now, yeah. and uh, all-time well, scoring genius. Are, I don't know. I don't know. You think you think Russell Westbrook would have taken a seat back? There was no space, a, for, like, who, was no space for all three. Someone no, but you would, have, you would have played all not three Westbrook. of them and let them just swing the ball around. You would have let them just go at what they want to go. You would have had a set. Uh, you'd have if you in modern NBA coaching and modern coaching, right? You would have like twenty plays for each of them when they have the ball in their hands. Right now, you have sixty different options that's coming down the court, and each of them could be a totally different style of play. Mm. Like what's going to maximize the strength? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, what's um, the strength of Harden is the fact that they went very almost like high school ballish, right? Um, to one extent, on one, yeah. um, what? No, not 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 that way. In they took that eight seconds or less offense, right? Um, and they put their best player to get the ball, whether he was a point guard or not, right? And that's what like schools like Dematha would do or Montverde, right? We're just gonna get the best the ball in the best player's hands and allow him yeah. to just create. Like, why wait to get him the ball in the offense? Just give it to him, especially there's no full court press, and just let him run the run as fast as he could, find somebody open, be the trail man, and all of a sudden he's wide open on the trail, mm. right? But don't because, you think like James Harden had shown that he had like point guard ability in OKC? I think, I think he did point guard duties in the fourth quarter. Like he was kind of like a Manu like, uh, kind of guy, right? Like, yeah, he, he but that's yeah, my point. But definitely. Unless you're facing that full court press, this isn't again old NBA. You don't need like Stefan Marbury handling the rock, like coming off of something, right? Like that. I think there's the romanticized version of what a point guard should be: is that this and one all world skill ball handling genius, right? Like Steph Curry. Again, but again, when does he have to display that? 
He doesn't get to. Yeah, Steph doesn't. Uh, Steph doesn't do point guard duties as a point guard in the probably in the 90s or 2000s would have done. He right. doesn't run plays to that effect. I mean, in that case, I think Draymond Green is probably more of the point guard for the Warriors. Right, like a point forward. It right? goes through. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. Like what we're looking at is in in the NBA, can you get the ball across half court with no press? Mm. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Like, which is why like Durant can bring up the ball, right? Like, uh, that's why the Bulls had Scottie Pippen bringing up the ball. You know, you don't actually need somebody to. You don't need John Stockton to sit there and run off a pick and roll. You could run anybody off a pick and roll now. That's true. Um, and that's why I'm like, you know. That was, it, it went back to like an old school, like high school effect of like, hey, let's just get the best player the ball in his hands and let him run with it. And let's see what happens. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's go to the decade team. Others, we'll keep talking about James Harden, man. He's the most yes. uh, interesting person. <laughs> what are we talking talk about? about? Our first team, our first team all decade? Let's go. We, we have uh, provisions for uh, an all, in, all NBA, all decade, first team and a second team. Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sean, please uh, let us know what I mean, your team is. I think, I think it starts, it starts and ends with LeBron on that one, yes. right? LeBron, uh-huh. like I said, goes to every championship, and you can't talk. Okay, let me check if I have LeBron on my list. Huh? Check, check, check. Yes, yes. Yeah, he, he don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut it down. Let me see. Uh, I got I got him on my list, too. <laughs> right. Uh, you <laughs> know, like LeBron, LeBron, Curry, Harden have to be the obvious. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. To me, right? Like, um, and then in the and so now you're looking at two spots. Durant has to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, goes down to one of the great scorers of all time. Um, and then for me, the fifth is you know there's now there's a little bit of nebulous, a little bit of space. For me, I'm going to go Kawhi Leonard. I think people forget that he's played for so long yep. um, that he was on a Spurs he, he a Spurs championship team early in the decade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's made being boring cool in effect at the same time, right? Like, um, he he truly did do something remarkable with like going to Toronto, winning a championship in a year, redefining like hoops for a second, and then just bouncing too, and being like, I don't, I'm good, and and the way he did it, that polar opposite of how LeBron did it, yes, to be to an effect, right? Like Toronto still loves Kawhi Leonard. Right when when LeBron first left Cleveland, nobody loved. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I mean uh, that's I, I think I I at uh, Raptors fans even like capable of hating people. I didn't know that. I mean, I saw the ugly side when they cheered when KD uh, lost his Achilles. They, but apart no, from that, they, they didn't they, really cheer. No, that's not what I, happened. I, 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 there's a clip I'll show you. There's this guy who's I just know. clapping. One guy doing it does not mean the whole series does no, it. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying they... See, it's, just, it, it's a moment of the test. It's spur of the moment thing, right? They did it. Then they realized, oh, fine. We are, we are not uh, Americans. We are Canadians. We no, are not that kind of people. I don't think they realized the extent of the injury. I think they thought they saw just, him go down. Yeah, they just thought he and, went down. That's it. And that they were getting a turnover. <laughs> I don't think it was the the acknowledgement of like, like in hockey, you you know when a guy's hurt. Like this was a much different like, you know, um, perception of what happened. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna hang everything on that one moment, we can go to every stadium. We can go to every stadium. You don't expect, uh, I mean, no. Raptors fans to hate anybody. Plus, LeBron didn't deliver them a championship, and uh, Kawhi came here, did his thing, and then went back. I mean, he was a, uh, it was like I don't know what the 
metaphor for that is but he came did his job and then he left he didn't create any issue he didn't talk about it ever till the free agency even in free agency he was like extremely quiet uh, even Woj could not get a word out of his camp saying who are they looking for it was complete silence and uh, it is such a difference from the end like when LeBron goes for a trade you're hearing about him asking for a trade in the middle of the season he's like I want uh, I want all these people traded there's no drama whatsoever and like you said he made that boring part because with all this NBA 24-7 where you know you are you have NBA on Twitter you have NBA on Reddit you have all these discussions uh, analyzing every single move Kawhi Leonard just comes plays ball wins championship and goes back so I, I think that way plus he's been playing since 2012 so that's almost the entire decade yeah, yeah. All right, so that's, that's right. my my first team. Who you guys got? Wait, wait, wait. wait who, is there who, any difference? Wait, who, who you who, who who do you have on number four? KD. He's got KD, Le- Kawhi, LeBron, Ra- Ra- no Harden and Steph. Harden and Steph. Okay. Uh, Ashwin, you. Oh, okay. I had my minus. Uh, I, I had to bump Westbrook for me. Ah uh, yes, and I did not do that. <laughs> of course. For not. me, it's a uh, yes. For me, it's a uh, definitely LeBron, Steph. LeBron, Steph are for me, and like uh, LeBron, Steph, KD are what is the word unanimous for me. I mean, I didn't don't even have to think about it. Mm-hmm. I, I put Harden and Russ, but uh, Russ could have easily been uh, removed by the replaced by Kawhi. But uh, since I love Russ, I I think Russ should be on that first team, all NBA. Oh my, all decade, all decade. Russ, Russell oh, Westbrook, uh, really? But. Okay, I mean, Russell yeah, Westbrook, come on, he okay. he did some, okay. he did some very nice things. He's played and, and the whole the, and, decade. And the fact that you know, not matter, but whatever. And the fact that you know uh, he's second fiddle now. Well, <laughs> to Harden, to Harden, not how, to anyone else. You just say <laughs> you're all decade. He involves saying, a guy who's the second option. It's a, it's a great second option to have, I think. Yeah, that that is true. My first, my first, uh, first team all decade is. LeBron, Steph, LeBron, mm-hmm. KD, Steph, okay. Duncan, and Kawhi. Huh? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to make my I'm going to make my argument, right? So this is it. Please go for it. So these are the winning percentages on a uh, in a seven year span for for the decade played. for the yeah. decade, right? Mm-hmm. The team that won four twenty games, the team that won four fourteen games. The team that won three eighty-five games and the one that the team that won three twenty-four games. Four twenty is the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Uh, four fourteen is the Spurs with Duncan. Mm-hmm. Three eighty-five is all the LeBron teams. Out. Okay. And three twenty-four is all the Harden teams. And okay. this is across a span of seven years. Right. Yeah, but you're you're selecting a, a wait, very wait. specific seven years. No, no, no. It's just that the first seven years of the decade, the till till Tim Duncan played, it's the first seven years. So, but what were Duncan's you, numbers? What was his impact on the team? He was the be- emerging. He was the an best emerging player. Kawhi. You're saying that Kawhi. Which uh, year was Kawhi the best player on the on the on the Spurs? Did he win Finals MVP? He was the best player in the Finals. <laughs> no, because, like, no, no, because he defended LeBron, but he wasn't the best player of the. Of the entire season, Tim Duncan was the best player of, I mean, of the entire season, and uh, and Tim the difference Duncan, in votes between think, uh, Duncan and Kawhi was like two for Finals MVP. So, well, so my my point, my point so is, so what are his numbers? He's averaged about eighteen and ten in the uh, last seven, on, last seven years. 
18 and 10 is not like all decade numbers. It's not about all decades. Uh, he, his team won four. That's only what? six, only six games lesser than the Golden State Warriors. Six games lesser. And about, but about 40 this, games this more than LeBron's thing. teams. 40. And yet went to... And, and what was the results though? He got one championship. The, Two Western Conference Finals. Out in the first Two Western, round of okay, let, let's be honest here. LeBron went to the finals because he was on the Eastern Conference. Okay. Right. I mean, if he had oh, to play, if he had to go through the uh, Golden State Warriors every year, or the Spurs, or the Lakers, or the OKC, he probably would not have gotten through all finals. So there is there is a part where he went to the seven finals because he had DeMar DeRozan as the next best player in his conference. Or Paul, Paul George. George, man. And Paul a, George. A very Dwayne young Paul Wade. George. What? Dwayne Wade was his sidekick. He didn't have to go through Dwayne Wade in this decade. True. Mm-hmm. So, so my point is that Carmelo. What? You think Carmelo wasn't good? The, the Knicks, really? Come on, man. Sean. Saying, no, no. But no. you're saying the next best player. I'm, yeah, but I'm just saying he didn't have to. Like the Knicks didn't really matter. And Duncan had to go through OKC. He had to go through a very good Grizzlies team. He had to go through the Golden State Warriors. He had to go through, uh, I don't know, the man, Lakers. That going to be Mike Conley's hype, man. He no. had to go through Mike Conley. Are you saying the Grizzlies? They went to the Western Conference Finals. I know. They were a very good team. No, right? I, 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 so, I respect you, Tim Duncan. Right. I respect it. Right. I'm not and, knocking it. Okay. I just didn't hear your fifth pick because you said Duncan. And the fifth pick is Kawhi. It would have been Harden, actually. I was very close to picking Harden, but then I realized that mm. Kawhi defeated Rockets in, I think, 2016 or 2017. I think in the I think the, yeah, the only time where they met, 60. he defeated them, and then he went to the Raptors. You know, but the Raptors. I, I I think I picked Harden because I think Harden, in an era of scoring, has redefined scoring. That's fair. He also has made us learn. He has also made. A million people learn what the actual NBA travel rule is, that's true, and that's what true. a gather means, right? Like, I, no, I, th- I think I, th- I think they're interchangeable on that one. I'm I'm okay with that. Who's your next? All right, second okay, all team. right, Vinith, your uh, next uh, second team, the second yeah. team, second team All NBA. Okay, uh, Sean, check, Sean, check. okay, go, go for it. You want me to go? Yeah, um, go for it. It's got to start with Westbrook. Okay. Uh huh. I have Duncan. I have okay. uh, Anthony Davis. Okay. I have... I think I'm going to surprise people. I'm going to say Blake Griffin. Oh, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. I think I think he's had quite a good decade. Yeah, definitely. Um, who did I say? Duncan, Westbrook, Griffin, uh, Davis. You know what? Say it. Say it, Sean. Say what I'm thinking. I don't... You know what? It's like I don't even like saying him a lot, but... Chris Paul. Say CP3. Say CP3. I know. I don't want to say CP3. There's got to be someone better. Go for it. Say actually, it. Actually, say I'm it. Gonna, actually, I'm going to say Carmelo. On all, what? I'm going to go and oh say... Oh, my God. I'm not saying he can win. I'm saying on a, on a flat out, he can play. Carmelo had a really good decade. Did he though? Fine. Okay. I mean, all right, all right, okay, okay, okay. Like, okay. So I, I think this is a like homer pick. I think this is a homer pick. I don't even like Carmelo. <laughs> Hold on. No, you obviously do. You obviously you, <laughs> you, you, you bought Carmelo as 
like an actual like you know rival to LeBron in the Eastern Conference. No, he wasn't a rival. I'm saying as a good as the next best player, but. You know, prior to Harden, who's the best one-on-one scorer of the decade? KD. KD. KD and then you've got Carmelo. Le- Le- I mean, LeBron. LeBron doesn't okay, so, want to okay. do it. LeBron so could get past Mark, anyone. Right? Mm-hmm. The Knicks were terrible. They still are. And Carmelo, and you knew that you had to put all of your resources on Carmelo, and he still put up numbers. Okay, you know who had a shitty team and won a championship in the decade? Dirk Nowitzki. Wow, uh, you're going to go. That, he didn't have he uh, had Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd, who was like 40 years old. Old Jason Kidd. I would say, okay, 40-year-old Jason Kidd over who, who Carmelo's playing yeah, but with. In the Western Conference, he had to go against OKC. I think his next best is the... Come you're, on. You're, romantic, he, you're romanticizing early Western Conference. Uh, yo, oh, he, he beat, he beat the two-time defending champion Lakers. He uh, swept sorry. them. Not even beat them. Swept them. He, you won't pick beat Dirk, you'll pick Carmelo, really? Uh, the, I, no, do you not sure. agree that the Eastern Conference has been shit for this decade? Like, absolute oh, I, trash. Oh, no, no. Right. I agree. I'm just saying, on a player level... Carmelo was he, he takes a lot of heat, but why not Derrick Rose then? Derrick Rose didn't play half the decade, but he was much more effective than Carmelo. He didn't have a great was team. He? he didn't have a great team. His best, second best player was a very young Jimmy Butler, and his third best player, oh, Dodge Gibson, and was his thirtieth player was jo- Joakim yeah. Noah, who kind of disappeared <laughs> right after he left the Bulls. So why not Derrick Rose no. over Carmelo? Because sometimes you just gotta have fun. Because Melo was Melo won. Did Melo win two gold medals? Didn't yeah, Melo yeah, win two gold medals? This is an NBA. Yeah, all you put all the best Come players on, in the NBA there. I'm sure you'll win two gold medals. I think even Demarcus Cousins might have won two if, gold if medals. Eighteen and ten makes it. I think Carmelo's like eighteen and ten. Whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa! Eighteen and ten plus whoa. the big, the best winning record. Plus, plus two conference yeah, finals, plus one plus conference three other, Plus three other Hall of Famers and a Hall of Fame coach. Yes. I mean, no one is but, – no. but if there was no Tim Duncan, do you think that, that winning that, record would have existed? Um, yeah. No. If you replaced him with uh, – no. not with LaMarcus Aldridge, but maybe no. with someone else. I don't know. Come on. Come on, man. Not, you not, will not never remember this decade for no, Tim Duncan. Not, not, no. The difference no, not between, extent, The difference between but, the Golden State Warriors in their seven-year run – and the Spurs is six games. And probably Tim Duncan didn't play those six games. Six <laughs> games and like three championships. Two. No, load management. Two yeah. championships. No. Well, so that goes back to my point though. Of like, like Golden State won three and Spurs won one. So, uh, right. But well, that goes uh, back to, you know, your, your statement of like Golden State being the team of the decade. And we're making, you're now, you're now making the argument that the Spurs were just off of them. I and, mean, you know, yeah, I, I, I would make that yeah. argument, but I know that the Golden State... You will lose it. I will so lose it, don't so, make so that I wouldn't make that argument. <laughs> I'm just, I'm making the <laughs> argument for Tim Duncan as an all-decade no. player, because people I, forget I, I, how good the Spurs were in the first five years. They were, yeah, they were we're not talking good. about how good teams are, we're talking about how, how, what would you best remember this decade for, which players would you remember this decade for? What did Blake Griffin do? But we still respect that he's one of yeah, the exactly. 10 best players of this exactly. decade. You're, you're not giving Blake any heat. Uh-huh, exactly. Blake or Griffin, CP3 any before, what did he do? Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, okay, okay before, okay, before this goes uh, okay, beyond... Go, go for your, yes, your second. Before you forget, there's a host here, yes. What's your second team? <laughs> uh, so, my, my second NBA team is uh, CP3, Kawhi, uh, which uh, could I mean, Clay Thompson, Blake Griffin, and Tim Duncan. 
Okay. I, I put uh, a- Anthony Davis on the third team. Okay. Okay. So, Mine is Harden, Westbrook, Dirk, Blake, and then Derrick Rose, which is a homer, homer, t- homer pick. I mean, MVP. Uh, there are two homer picks in that, but whatever. Which is the two? I, I uh, the Dirk, Dirk won a championship, had, my friend. Exactly, I I agree. I agree that that championship was one of the best performances I'm sorry. But that is one year out of ten. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm agree. saying. That's all agree. I'm saying. Agree. Agree. But I'm gonna he go was, back to. He, so uh, let's let's go back though. <laughs> where's the heat on CP3? Where's the what? CP3, yeah. Where, so, where's so, the, where's the heat on CP3? So my, my where did CP3 too? So I had I had my third. So I had Harden, Westbrook, Dirk, and Blake, and then it was CP3, D Rose, or Wade, like. Depending on yeah. how I felt in this discussion, I would just pick yeah. one. That's it. There, See, uh, trust but, me, but Sean, he's you, lying. The D-Rose is like, always going to make an appearance on this ticket. I'm just saying, but but if if you're going to give Carmelo all the, all the smoke, where's CP3 mm-hmm. on that? What has he done? Who's he led? CP3? He has uh, been to the Isn't he second round of the playoffs. So, oh, second round? And maybe the best player sometimes on a team? In the, and Western Conference uh, Finals. He beat the amazing, he beat the amazing uh, Spurs in the first round of the 2015 playoffs. And he was so playoffs. disposable that two teams dumped him in the decade. Well, he's... Well, nobody wants Carmelo in this decade anyway, so... That's whole... true, too. <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants him this year. I mean, last year, nobody wanted uh, him. Yeah. For no, the like, no, past saying, three years. I, I'm saying somehow you CP3 give and Carmelo Anthony went through the Rockets, so well, I, there's I, some sort of. I think you go, so, so this the, is the thing, right? Like this yeah. is the difference between Carmelo and CP3. Carmelo really hasn't been able to. Like, Carmelo didn't. He, he didn't do State Farm commercials. That's also true. Oh, hey. That's also he, true. He has, true. He has done no likable commercials. <laughs> He got into a fight with KG, so I mean, like, I, I, oh, I, I, that's like, true. Like mm, that's he has true. <laughs> had no likable media commercials, except for the right? stay mellow stuff. Quiet. But, but we, we don't yeah, even get see any of the stuff. NBA commercials. Yeah, but that wasn't even like uh, that was oh, more like oh, it generated that's off of like his trainer yeah. posting videos of him working out, moving in half speed. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you what my at least for me what the difference between CP3 and uh, Carmelo is. I, I think CP3 makes uh, teammates a lot better, and not probably not just because he's a point guard, but also because he's extremely unselfish and he takes smarter shots. Uh, I mean, sometimes he his teams don't win, but they have won. The Nuggets I mean, Carmelo what, what was Carmelo really really good. Nuggets Melo is unreal. unreal. Olympics Melo is unreal. When he when he has people to distribute to, I mean, it's like the Draymond Green discussions. Like, yeah, I mean, if you have, Argument. you know, if you have three of the best shooters of all time, you are going to have a lot of assists. You're going to have a lot of victories. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could get ten assists a game playing with those three. Just just pass Possible. to KD and be like. Uh. Here you go. As long as he can hold the ball and pass it, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. He wouldn't even require and, a pass. He could do a dribble handoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he does. <laughs> I mean, Andrew Bogart has like, was team, averaging yeah. six assists. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Those numbers don't seem right, but yeah, sure. Five assists. Let's go for it. Five points. I, point some, five I, point I think Dirk, Dirk is definitely there. Um, hmm. Kobe had a good end of career run. Yeah, I mean, where he just didn't care and started uh, shooting. Yeah, did he did he Oh no! I don't think his teams win. I don't think his teams win. Yeah. Again, I'm not a Kobe stand by by any stretch, but like he made he made it interesting at the start of the decade. 
start. Right. Uh, sure. He won, he won a championship right before the decade started, so I'll give him that. Uh, no, right got, at the decade started. Uh, he started right, right got, 2010. Right then. Mm-hmm. Who else? I don't know, where do we put? Okay, who's your third Giannis, team? Giannis over the past few years has been has makes makes a case, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I like Dirk. I think Dirk's really good. So this I is think. how this is how I broke it down. So basically, I broke it down to uh, the best player of a championship is mm-hmm. the first best player of the deck of that year. The second is the best player okay. of the finals, and uh, the third is usually the MVP or the first. Or the best player of the best regular season, if you know. What? That's okay. how I broke it down per year. So 2011 was Dirk, LeBron, D Rose. Mm-hmm. 2012 was LeBron, KD, Kobe, because Lakers playing really well. 2013 was LeBron, Duncan, KD. 2014 was Duncan, LeBron, KD. 2014 is when Kawhi won his MVP. Yeah, but Duncan was the best player, man. Why do you keep saying that, man? He finals MVP is different. Finals MVP is like, would you say Andre Iguodala is a better player than Steph Curry in the 2016-2015 championship? No, but then uh, no, obviously exactly. Not. That's the same thing. Nobody uh, was talking about Kawhi till the finals when he had to lock down James, and he did a very good job of it. So where does Kyrie Irving fit on this list? Nowhere. Or Damian Lillard? Uh, not. I mean, he Dame won a championship. My third, third. I mean, Kyrie won a championship. Uh, but he was the second best player. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, Kyrie is on my third list. Let me just uh, reconfirm. But there's then nobody asked for it, so... I'm you know who's interesting confused. this decade, too? And it totally gets mm-hmm. under, and this is a homer pick, right? Toronto guy, right? It's Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Kyle Lowry had a very good decade. I'm sorry, man. Denise <laughs> will laugh at any Eastern Conference pick. Anything in LeBron. Eastern Conference is disregarded unless it's LeBron James. Because <laughs> LeBron James was toying at the Eastern Conference. He was just having the best time. He was like, okay, you know what? Have good individual players. Yeah, they had some good. Um, uh, like, I, I think Paul George uh, was probably uh, the the best. Paul George and, I, I, and, I and a non-injured Derrick Rose. Like that Bulls team took it no, took, I, took it to Miami. No, I, I I think more than that, Paul George took it. See, I know Rose was injured, but I I don't think Rose was ever going to be beating LeBron James. But Paul George's teams came really Very close, close to beating LeBron. I think one of, one of the ECF, they took them to the to the Game 7 and then one Game 6. And Paul George went toe-to-toe. So I, I think Paul George deserves a little bit of respect because he did that without anybody else on his team. His second best player was Roy Hibbert or David West, depending on you know what time of the day it is. Yeah. So I, I think uh, Paul George deserves a little... Yeah, yeah, yeah top yeah. 15 guy, but yeah. yeah. Roy Hibbert is like the alt it is a great casualty of modern NBA and the change, right? Yeah. Roy Hibbert earlier than that, like is, and uh, like he he's not Tim Duncan by any stretch, not even going there, right? Mm-hmm. But he's also a very good high post passing big man, right? Mm-hmm. He just can't yeah. get up and down the court. So like that shift, like if he'd played ten years earlier, Roy Hibbert is like lauded, right, as this yeah. unbelievable player who. Dikembe Matumbo. Yeah, like those guys who just like, you're like, oh, he did a lot, you know, but, you know, but in the modern, you have to get up that, up and down that court and we're not using all 20 seconds. <laughs> so, I mean, let me ask you this question, John, since you brought up this, you know, uh, dichotomy of uh, what they're playing today and what, uh, as someone who has watched a lot of games in the 90s and the 2000s and now, 
do you like how the nba has progressed and it's uh, made the big man a little bit of a liability i think i think with everything it goes in trends and waves right like mm-hmm. i don't think they i mean the bulls won by putting dennis rodman at center against shaq right like and he's 68 they weren't the mm-hmm. you know we've seen people do stuff before the the running is different but i think we've got it we hit the tipping point as kind of starting to shift back that you you still want some size i think like i don't know if you guys saw rick carlisle talking right about chris dashboard thing is yeah right like not playing in the post yeah and and how a post play isn't a good play and it's because you know we allow zone we allow a lot of different shifts um i i think we're gonna see a little more college offenses develop. The 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 twenty four second clock makes it very difficult. The league wanting to sell tickets makes it difficult for people to really get into an offensive flow. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think we'll see a little pushback on that, where you know these scores are starting to go into the one thirties, seem almost <laughs> like astronomical, and you're like, what is what was the the game the other day where it was like seven for fifty eight on like three point shooting between the two teams, right? Like. The Knicks and the Nets, I think. No, it was like the Rockets and someone. Like, oh. um, you know, it's yeah. You, I, I think Pau Gasol had a great statement where it's like we've lost some of the beauty of basketball in in the way the modern NBA has evolved. Like, and I think we've been we've been blessed with LeBron James making so many good passes and plays that he doesn't need to run up and down the court. That like. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, man, this can still exist, but where, you know, where's that evolution going to go next? Um, like, does Steph Curry come back and is able to still play at the level he was and Clay Thompson, right? Because, yeah, like, a Kemba Walker doesn't need to run up and down the court. Like, he wants to move the ball still. Yeah. Kyrie wants to move the ball still. Um, I think, yeah, I think, you know, the Mike D'Antoni system makes sense. But I think the evolution after Mike D'Antoni's system also is what happens if it's not there. And let's not settle for a crappy shot. Let's get something a little bit more. We haven't seen very many talented big men come up either, right, that can kind of run the floor and post up. Giannis Um, Antetokounmpo. But he doesn't post up as much. He's starting to a little bit, but he wants to hang out, right? Uh, But he could. He could, and um, and he's a very good passer. Giannis could be the one, um, but we saw a strong Embiid. different types of Embiid post is players. Too. Yes, yeah, yeah. Embiid, Embiid's phenomenal. It's all going to come down to if he stays on the court. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and if he doesn't get punched in the mouth by somebody. Yeah, because that's going to happen. That we can't promise, but yeah. No, I mean, look, there, there's going to be the day he starts bad mouthing Giannis, and Giannis is not a small human being. <laughs> Right. He's, uh, he's trying to stay humble, you know? He's trying to stay humble. Who, Giannis? He's going for the back-to-back <laughs> MVPs. Joel Embiid. No. Like, his post-game interview after they defeated uh, the Bucks, and he just kept saying, you know, I'm just trying to stay humble this season. And, like, uh, he just said, I'm trying to stay humble, like, 20 times. He, you know, there's a lot that he... He picked up a lot of love in college and stuff as he was learning English so rapidly and his mastering of the language and, and shooting his shot. But I think that evolution of like being a grown up took a little, little bit longer. Yeah. 
Like you're not just the kid who can say ridiculous things anymore. You gotta, you gotta come out here and play. Perform. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kawhi might have stole a bit of his soul on that game seven yeah. shot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right? true. That's like, true. He, he, he uh, has to be a little quieter after that. After that, he, he has nothing to say. Got nothing to say. No, especially because <laughs> Kawhi went around Embiid and Ben Simmons oh, on that play, right? That, like, that play was just that that play was just crazy. Crazy. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah. what sealed Kawhi as like I think I think if Kawhi do you do you think if Kawhi wins another championship, he would he would be better than LeBron? No, he's not better than better LeBron. than Kobe. That's a tough argument. I don't think he's better than Kobe. Like Kobe has how many rings? He got five, five, right? Well, I mean, but he Come played on, with yeah. Shaq. Let's... Yeah, but so that's like saying Kawhi played with Duncan, right? He got one there. But you got to give him credit. Oh, uh, right. Vineet, uh, your argument has been used against you. <laughs> no, because if anybody watched the league, I mean, you obviously watched the league. Yeah. They had three people on Shaq. Every time we, Again, yeah. Shaq got the ball, uh, there were three people. Like, it's a different thing. Let's not the same. No, it, it's not the same, same, but different here, right? Like no, it was, it was had, like playing two Ginobili, on four. He had Parker and he had Duncan. No, no. So I, he I, legitimately got to be a fourth option. Agreed, agreed. So I think I think that the, the, the you, 2014, was that was that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree on that. But that's what I'm saying. If he wins one more championship, because the Raptors thing was ridiculous. Like he... He lit like he took that team. Look, it was like a Dirk Nowitzki type performance. If he elevates the Clippers to not just winning a championship, but being the team of Los Angeles, well, we are looking at a very a, a monumental shift in all of sorts of basketball power. Like that is not like the fact that they're already starting to conquer LA as a team is a whole different marketing brand than we've ever seen. Like they didn't have this love. When they had um, the Lob City, yeah, you know, with Lob City, right? No, they people are like lined up to be Clippers fans. You know, uh, the jerseys are killing it. They're sponsoring hundreds of outdoor courts. The Clippers organization is really making a play for the city of Los Angeles, which no one ever thought was possible, right? And I think maybe they started seeing what the Nets were doing a little bit, right? Like we're seeing it on both sides of the co- of the world, right? The Nets are making a play to own New York. And the Clippers are going are making a play to own LA. Like, did we ever think that you'd be like, oh yeah, like Nets Clippers? That's who we're, <laughs> that's who we're looking at here. Like the team of LA, of course, the Clippers. Yes. <laughs> right. Like, but are, are, are they are they trying to move to Inglewood or something? The new stadium is Inglewood also in Los Angeles? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a different oh. part. Oh. It's just not going to yeah, be where, the Staples Center. It's not going to be in the yeah. I was going to say the forum, huh. right? The yeah. same idea, but... I think it's fair enough, yeah. I mean, you have all the banners at Staples Center, then how can you call Clippers the team of LA? You right, no, no, no. You, need to, to you need to shift. You need to make a shift, right? Mm. Where are you going to yeah. hang that? It's going to look weird if you like if you hang a banner up there. Um, they, again, and you have I, all I, Shaq jerseys and Kobe I, jerseys well, and like Jenny I said, West. I, and, I, think yeah. the, I think the Nets... Um, I think the Nets precursor to that as poorly as they've done it did lay some groundwork for the Clippers thinking this was possible right like um, building the stadium having their own space you know um, bringing out cooler jerseys right representing more of the city versus like the history Mm. right both teams are rocking very urban trend looks right like 
the Biggie Smalls jerseys for the Nets are absolutely oh, dope, right? Uh, like those uh, kill it, uh, <laughs> right? With the shout outs to the Kuji sweaters, like come on, like and now the Clippers going the same route, right? Um, with the the stylized Los Angeles, so I I, I think Kawhi would need to win two to say you're he's over Kobe or he's over LeBron, right? But I think one and he shatters the NBA world, like. Oh. To be honest, I think like I think there's two different things that happen there. I think he wins one. The Clippers win, I think, shatters the NBA world, right? All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you literally can pick a star that can dictate what's going on and um, and elevate a franchise if he picks the right uh, co-conspirator with him, right? Yep. Um, and, and shift the power. I mean, I, I don't know what the Lakers would do if the Clippers won. Right, it's like the Knicks have never had to worry about the Nets winning, so they haven't worried. Like, right? I, I think Kobe fans will be pretty happy if the Clippers win, because then they'll be like, "Yeah, yeah. LeBron, we told you LeBron is shit. Yeah, we really told LeBron. you Kobe is the goat." And I, I, Kobe would never lose to Kawhi. <laughs> Kobe would never lose. To, Kawhi's a killer. He Kobe's did. a killer. <laughs> he would take the last shot. I mean, how many of us? How many of you guys saw that? Right, like this past week, right? Like Kobe would have hit that shot that LeBron had knocked out by Steph Beverly. You're like, yeah, yeah. LeBron's literally out there playing injured, and God, Kobe fans are so nauseating. It's because they know that they're not Jordan. They know that he's he's, he's Jordan. I think it really hurt, kills them. Yeah. Like once they start seeing, like, oh my gosh, he did steal all his moves from Jordan. He is like he is Jordan, like. Not 2.0, but like 0.8, right? <laughs> and and that, like, uh, right? And that, like, you needed that killer ideology, as if, as if Kobe grew up like the toughest kid in any block. No, like I Kobe, think it was all, Kobe it was Bryant all like grew, grew up in Italy. It was all yeah, Brandon. Kobe Bryant grew up in Italy. Like, who was he fighting in Italy? The, the mean streets of Naples. Come on. <laughs> Moves go. Hey, but to... Kobe, Kobe, uh, oh, like, the Kobe fan, the Kobe fan like, has been has been agitated. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. See, uh, it's not his fault that he was uh, not a big fighter. He was a small kid. But if you, if someone who is uh, half your, your size fight, decides to fight, yes, and if Kobe is when Kobe decides to fight Shaq and all, you have to be like at least you know that's something. When He's did not he fight Jordan, Shaq? But when did he fight Shaq? He, he, he they, tried they to fight Shaq. He tried to fight. You know, right. You show me. You show me uh, no, that. no, no person, no person would even think of trying to hit a seven foot, three hundred pound monster. Like because there, there's no ending in which they would win. Then, Maybe then, he then, knew that somebody would pull them then, off. But then who else? Yeah, he going fight? for it. Then so he picked. Uh, he, he started the fight that he knew. No, he started the fight that he knew nobody was ever going to let him be in in that fight. Yeah. Right. Like. Hey man, take some, take some, take some stones to at least. Hold me back. Every, every, Hold me back. Every, Hold me yeah, back. Every, every, Come on, man. every little kid pretends to pick a fight with the biggest guy in the room because they know the biggest guy in the room isn't going to hit him. That's like every that's like that's like every little brother's move. Yeah. Right. And then and then yeah. and then if you, because it's a win-win, right? If Shaq does smack him, he's going to run and be like, "Well, look at his size." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Right? Meanwhile, meanwhile, like Jordan had no problem. Like, and, and again, it goes to the Jordan story. But Jordan literally knocked out Steve Kerr in a practice. In a practice, How right? was that an achievement, man? Steve Kerr is a white boy. He's a six foot three, small Arizona white boy. Like, what, what are you trying to do? Prove by hitting him? No, he uh, hit him because ridiculous. because Kerr beat him. Like that's how much of a competitor he was. Right? That is just being a bully. That's not being a competitor. So there's my point, right? You you uh, take the fight. You're the bully. If you're Shaq, 
if you don't. I mean, I don't think Steve Kerr would have tried to hit him. I mean, if Shaq goes around hitting people, that's oh, different. I, I think, I think, I think Steve somebody Kerr tries is, to pick I a think fight Steve Kerr is a tough, tough dude, man. Your dad's assassinated. You're like growing up like that. You, you there, there's some, there's some toughness in your bones. <laughs> it's true, right? Like, I mean, I, yeah, versus uh, like growing he, up in the in the burbs of Philly, like you need. <laughs> Kobe is all, yeah. all, all brand. I mean, if Kobe would not have won those two those two championships, yo, Kobe like, was. Kobe was not on any of this all decade team, so let's just stop talking about Kobe. I don't know there why. You go. Uh, yes, okay. Um, let's let's uh, talk about something important. I mean, we haven't. Uh, last time I met Sean was when he came to India for the NBA India Games, and uh, I had attended the crossover academy uh, camp that they had held in the Dhirubhai Ambani School in BKC. Great school, uh, great court. But Sean, please tell us a little bit about you know what uh, your plans for this next decade are and oh, what do you gosh. see. Crossover Academy doing? Uh, I think you knew you, you knew we would ask you this even if we didn't no, uh, put didn't. it in the email. <laughs> I did not. Uh, I'm flattered. Um, I think I think crossover is at a cool spot. I think we need to pick mm-hmm. strategically how we're going to grow in India. I think there's some cool. Uh, I make no bones about it. There's some cool organizations doing different things in India, um, uh-huh. and I think India's. I think what a lot of organizations fail to realize is that India is more than big enough to sustain all of that in the ecosystem. Okay. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's not like it's not even, it's not like Canada that only has thirty million people. Like we're again we're at one point three billion people. Like there's plenty yeah, of thirty kids. million people in my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> right. <see? laughs> um, but yeah, like think about that. Like the country the population in Canada basically is like Mumbai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, like there's, you know, there's plenty of basketball spaces. I think once that realization comes across, I think people will will not be trying to cut out other people, but try to find ways that basketball can be used and be done well. I think um, the NBA floating this whole like we're going to start a league in three years is is like the NBA when they kept telling us it would be a, a player in five years. I think it's just. It just keeps the the people happy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we know that that's not feasible at this point. Like, you can't have stadiums without showers and talk about having a pro league. Oh. Um, but no, it's not a knock on anybody. It's if the infrastructure is not there, you're not producing a professional quality program. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like the NBA teams were, were legitimately concerned the fact that that's like the Kings. Pre-game teams walked around that court and were like, "Ah, we can't play here." Oh, like, really? People worried? Oh, wow. But people were worried. Yeah, the you know, like mm-hmm. because they didn't start running the AC until pretty late, so then the precipitation starts falling on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Ashwin was there, right? Like that was a tight stadium. It was very. It was. It was pretty uh, intimate. It was very compact. Right. Like um, that. Th- there was no. The locker rooms didn't have showers. That. The players were anxious to get out of there. There's no press conference. Like, there's just the, the infrastructure needs to catch up first, and you can't uh-huh. fake that again. Um, but all to divert away from where crossover is going. Crossover is, uh, you know, we have this great WNBA endorsement. We're going to put together some neat plans. I think we've established that we can do our program not just in, in the cities like Chennai, but we can do it in uh, Mumbai and Delhi this past year. And I think that's been okay. really fun. Um, I think, I think we're starting to see that emerging young um, 
social voice of India, as you guys are seeing outside your apartment right now, I'm sure. Um, you know, I'm not going to go down the political road, but that social voice has, has really captured the hearts of uh, the millennials uh, and the younger millennials in India. And I think Crossover is a perfect place for that, where um, it's not ultimate frisbee, it's not cubby. There's an actual like, there's an actual piece to this that you're part of something bigger. And I think, yeah. and I think the league is seeing that. I think we we just want to be part of that um, storyline, but we want to be part of the storyline where um, that that next phase of India, right? Like we've seen the economic rush, now the social conscious rush is going to happen, and I think um, we've always been on that kick. And I think that's where that's going to really, um, you know, it's going to fit into what we do where, look, for us to build a, the next phase of India, it isn't enough to just, say, empower girls. Because you empower girls without an environment where the boys acknowledge that the girl is important, um, without being too tragic. But we know that, like, in some environments, if a girl is speaking up in, a, in an environment she shouldn't, that could be very mm -hmm. catastrophic for her health. Right. Yeah. But by creating these ecosystems where the boys in the neighborhood, the boys in the classroom are supportive, we're kind of creating our own bubbles that allow that allow that the society to kind of grow and change. And I think as anything, I think you're going to start seeing some fun ball. I think we're starting to see some evolution of basketball in India, like over time trying to hit something, um, you know, you guys are clearly trying to do something which is fun. I think. I think the game is evolving and it's being decentralized, right? Um, uh -huh. And I think for so long it was it was held the power was held by a few people, and we're seeing almost like demo the democratization of the game, right? Hey, there's a lot of ways to play. There isn't just one style. There's a lot of ways to to look at this. Uh, I think one of the you know, yeah, I think India's you know we're we're happy to be part of the conversation. I know this sounds like cheesy sound bites. Um, because I think India is uh, a landmine waiting to happen if you don't say the right thing sometimes as well. Yeah. Um, Kevin Durant's a good example of that. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I think I think there's going to be more corporates that are going to be sponsoring. I think you know, for us, I think we'd like to see more. I'd like to start developing more like young school leagues that are actual leagues. I think what I've really continues to baffle me about India is that everything's based around like these short tournaments and mm -hmm. not like, Hey, let's put together a 30 season, a 30 game season for these kids mm. and then a playoff run at the end of it. Right. So that you have time over the season to develop players and, and look at what a preseason and map out. Like there's a longevity to it and you can't play your, your star player you know, 40 minutes a game because they're going to just, you know, yeah. it's not even load management. It's just not feasible. I think uh, I'd like us to start helping to build some more courts around, um, around town. I think, um, and I think Crossover is just going to find our, our footing in terms of how we want to be financially supported. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of people who've approached us to kind of take advantage of crossover, especially when they know that we have no paid employees. So people mm -hmm. will offer us like, Hey, can you come run this program for 400, 500 kids? And we'll give you like 5,000 us dollars. And I mean, that's a laughable number, you know, yeah. like, like it, because 
in, in two parts. One, I get where they're like, oh, we're trying to run these programs, but the other side of it is, if you're not running quality programs for kids, are you actually running? What's the point of being out there? Yeah. Uh, I think I, I think I joked around Ashwin with you with this, right? Like, if we were when we were in Mumbai, if I wanted to open that up and say, hey, we want ten thousand kids here, you can have ten thousand kids show up. Right. Yeah. I could have just gone and sat in the middle of Dharavi and said, we're going to run free, free clinics and we could have had every kid we could have ever imagined. Would they get quality programming? Would they get any of the lessons we're trying to teach? No. It would, it would look, I'm sure it would look really cool, like mm-hmm. on a social media perspective, but are they getting the, the training? Are they getting the one on one? Are you knowing their names? Like, Is this a dig um, on, on KD's world record of like the largest basketball, I don't drill something camp. camp or something like that? Something oh, drill. They did uh, jumping jacks. Yeah. <laughs> right, like that. That all that. That's a. Come that's on. a social media thing. There's nothing. Uh, that's, a, that's an that's an India's obsession with the Guinness Book of World Records. Like, <laughs> you know, like no, that has nothing to do. It's like those Olympic <laughs> gold medals of Carmelo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, look. 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 I'll take I'll take the gold medals. <laughs> Just I'm I'm sorry. Didn't was Duncan on those teams that lost the gold medal games? Hey hey, that's why I didn't bring I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up. Uh, you did. You rolled right. In. So remember, okay. Mello was part of teams that actually started winning gold medals again. That's true. Well, oh, was it the one where Ginobili won? The Argentina? Yeah. Yes, Ooh. that is when uh, Duncan lost. So, you know, I think it was, 2004. Ginobili hmm. is such yeah, a great like, player, man. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's, he'll right. go down. Uh, hey, let, I want to talk about one other thing with you guys. What are, like, some of your top three, let's say top three moments of the decade? Like, moments, not games, uh, moments. I Okay, I, I'll go. Or Ashwin can go. You'll no, go you first, know what? Ashwin okay. can go first. No, no, no. no Ashwin, you, you go it. first. Fine, fine, Putting fine, you guys fine, on the spot. Otherwise, <laughs> uh, I mean, so in retrospect, it might not have been the moment of the great moment because it didn't pan out the way I expected it to. But uh, I, th- I think uh, after we lost 2012. <laughs> Some hook <laughs> 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 is it? 2012. Uh, in that uh, Western Conference Finals against the Spurs after we lost the first two home games. I mean, the first two away games, uh, home games for the Spurs. Uh, there was a little bit of, uh, okay, you know, another great season and then, you know, down again. But then they rattled off four consecutive victories. And I swear I had written some article for, uh, I think it was Sportskeed or something. That's the only place you have written an article for. Don't act like <laughs> Sportskeed or something. <laughs> That's the only place. <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving on. Yes, so uh, that I at that moment of time, I felt that you know we are going to see this team go on, and this team is going to be here for another four or five years before mm-hmm. something something yes, happens. Sure. And yes, sure. and I and I, I, and I thought for me that was pretty magical. I mean, there was this one moment where uh, I think uh, Kawhi was guarding Harden, and Harden just hit his uh, one of his step back threes over him. Probably the first time I'd seen that, and then. That game was done. That game was locked up by that particular three, and I was like, "Boom!" They went up this by is the five. Moment. Right? We are I gonna. Uh, they were up by two. Yeah, they I think I, I, they, exactly. So oh, Spurs kept coming back after every time they got a lead. They kept coming back, coming back. But then this one, for like, finally broke their back. It was at the one minute mark or something of that sort. I don't know. But 
I, I thought that was a pretty cool moment. In retrospect, it was not, but at that moment of time, I, I was no. like, wow, this is no, such good. a great a good one. thing to have happened. Okay. Okay. Um, that's one. No, you want me to name three? I thought it was like one, one, one each. Cause three no, no, is one, three. Oh, okay, three. Uh, um, I, I, I thought the Ray Allen three, I mean, because I saw it live also. Oh. It was absolutely... See, all, all of this like, involves I, I was like, how, losing at a championship. How, <laughs> how how could this be? No, actually, I I want to give Spurs props because to lose from that point and then come back next year and demolish the Heat is a is a different thing. But let me talk about this Real and Three itself. <laughs> I I mean, every time I see it in replay, I was like, I cannot believe I was watching this game live on TV or NBA uh, League Pass, whatever it was. It was such a brilliant uh, thing to see because. This decade has so many of those kind of the, the LeBron block, the Kyrie three, but this one, especially because if that shot had not gone in, the series would have been over. Like LeBron James would have had his uh, th- second loss in three years in the finals. Who knows if that team survives that thing also? And that that would have been pretty bad for LeBron's legacy. So somehow, Ray Allen kind of you know helped this thing out. People and people have left the stadium. Now, people were leaving the They had uh, put yeah, out those ropes. Like the, the LeBron, the LeBron generated comeback was pretty amazing. He put the he oh. hit the f- oh. five, the the three <laughs> before that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also off again another uh, offensive rebound. So under some coaching, but uh, the third one I'm a little bit of bit caught between uh, Kawhi beating the uh, 76ers with that shot. And between that whole entire three-minute section of the Game 7 between Warriors and Cavaliers. I thought that was also pretty special where both teams were struggling to score. Both teams had uh, some opportunity to score, could not do it. And then that comeback from 3-1, I think, was also pretty special for me. Okay. I, I hope some of you have different answers. I have a, I have one more I think I think for me, uh, obviously the the Spurs losing to the Real and shot was just like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was really really bad. But uh, I think it made the the win next year even sweeter, and and the yeah. win next year was like a demolition. Like they they didn't they it, there was nothing the 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 Heat had to like say or anything of that sort. Yeah. Uh, there was no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> there was no doubt, and I think the second one probably would be. I I, I know Sean asked for moments, but I is I think the three one comeback by LeBron and. No, that's uh, a and, moment. Yeah, that's a moment, yeah, right? I think that's just. But the most important whatever sliding door, I think, uh, is the Clay Thompson uh, comeback in Game Six. Cause, game Six. Because uh, yeah. if that didn't happen, probably Golden State would have lost. And then probably KD would have not gone to the Golden. Like, oh, you mean against OKC? Against oh, OKC. Sh- oh, whoa, oh, that that the clay game. The clay oh. game. I think the clay game was just like. I mean, if that would like if that would not have happened, a lot of things would have changed uh, in the next five years. Um, I think mm-hmm. LeBron would have won more championships because uh, KD stole. Oh, Durant would have never left OKC. K- because KD stole won. the two championships from LeBron. Like I think LeBron had the team, oh, yeah. had the team in the Cavaliers to go for another two good runs, um, mm-hmm. and KD went and joined. I mean, I think that was very smart of KD. KD was like, "There's no way I'm letting LeBron win 
more championships because he came back 3-1. So the only way for him uh-huh. to stop it is to go to the strongest team. So I, I give props to KD for like doing the smartest move he could have done. Um, so I think LeBron would have ended up with like probably five championships by the end of this decade instead of three. Uh, KD would probably end up with none, probably one maybe. And the Golden you know, State, you know Golden State wouldn't have been that Golden State. Is, so. You know what's interesting is if KD had gone to Cleveland, uh-huh. LeBron would never have lived it down. Right, but KD going to go take KD gets all the heat. But again, Teflon Steph Curry, nobody's giving him any like, like oh those don't count, they aren't real. Like, no, I mean I always say that like Steph, it doesn't you know, but he's the engine, right? Like he he made it all happen. So yeah, oh, um, yeah. those are good answers. That, yes, Sean, yours. So I'll throw a few. There's so many great moments, and I think that's where. Um, basketball can again there's just these it's what it's what makes it special right um i think lynn sanity at the start of the decade lynn sanity changes a lot of what we think of basketball it changes asian basketball Mm -hmm. right uh it makes it so much more global it's no longer like this random yao ming seven foot giant it's a six four six five guard out of harvard who all of a sudden you know is out there balling yeah. and we're all like the world stopped right? he was balling the basketball world this is stopped, ridiculous yeah right all of a sudden he he went right at kobe right in kobe's kobe was still playing and balling then, right yeah. like he went like that, that i think that was pretty special like in the moment mm-hmm. like we it was must see tv we're all like yo you gotta find a tv you gotta watch <laughs> this Right. Um, I was I was actually out in Palo Alto during that, and like the bars were full at 4 p.m. West Coast time to oh, see uh, the Knicks playing at seven. Right. Like yeah. he like everybody's like I got I got to see this. Like what's this kid gonna mm-hmm. do next? You're like he really still can't go left, but we we know he's gonna score. <laughs> right. Um, sure. It's the same kid I was watching at Harvard, and you're just like wow. This um, so there's that. Um, let's say. You know, I think the three-one, the block, all of that encompasses right. That's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think a moment that doesn't get talked about is the amount of leg injuries we saw this year over the decade. Like, and I'll go with Gordon Hayward and Paul George as the spearheading of those. Oh. Right? We saw it's crippling oh. leg injury, right? Like, yeah. like, like we almost started to see like which kicked off the whole load management idea. Yeah. Right? Like, all of a sudden, whoa, 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 what are we doing? Are these guys getting too big, too strong to do this consistently? Something's going to break, I think. And the game's getting much faster, too. Right? Like, this is a whole different moment yeah. of what we see in basketball. Um, and I'll throw in a bonus one is, um, you know, was the game in, in Mumbai. I think that is a changing point. And the, and the league starting in Africa, right? I think those mm-hmm. are actual changing points of basketball where... The NBA know like the NBA's talent isn't American focused now, right? Giannis, yeah. Luca, Kristaps, um, you know. Um, so where does that fit, and how does and so this next evolution and how they develop it is going to be really interesting. And um, and if they keep bumbling it or not, it's going to be really interesting as well, right? Like, um, you know. Basketball in India has not jumped to the level they wanted it to. It had a it had a little bit of a run and then it crashed. 
you know, like, how are we going to, where, where are those next evolution points? But that game was really, the two games were pretty special. And, and yet, the city of like, 30, you know, 25 million people, I would say maybe 100,000 knew there was a game. Like, when I was walking around the streets, when we were walking around, like, the kids at Crossover had zero clue there was an NBA game. <laughs> zero clue. Right? Yeah. You know, like, that that should be the hype point. Uh, so I think, um, but it was a really cool moment of the decade. I don't think I'd ever thought I'd get goosebumps listening to the Indian National Anthem. I still don't know the I, I sweat. I sweat. Yeah. Same. But I, the goosebumps, I was like, I did not see this coming. I did not see the tears starting to, like, swell up. And I was like, wow, like, we're really seeing something. Like, um, so, you know, I think those are my three plus one. Uh, I think there's some shifts, some themes of the decade that started happening. But yeah, I thought I thought Lynn Sanity might get forgotten in a lot of this, but he he definitely it redefined a lot of what kids think. Like, there's a generation of Asian American kids playing ball who grew up with Lynn Sanity when they were like seven, eight, nine years old, who are now hitting high school, who are like, hey, I, I could do this, and we're you know, I think we're seeing a different evolution there. Insanity. Yeah, I forgot about it too. Yeah, yeah. Even I had forgotten about insanity happened just like it. But <laughs> thanks, thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve was a two thousand twelve. Yeah, two thousand twelve was when Kawhi came in. So yeah, it's not Kawhi was just, un- it's not that old. Hmm. I the rookie Kawhi. <clears throat> it was undrafted. He had the same numbers at the combine as John Wall. Really? Remember, gold, yeah. Really. Like speed wise, stuff like the uh-huh. ball, but mm-hmm. um, but think about that. He started, I think, with Golden State and Dallas. They didn't. I want think him. they cut him or like. Yeah, they yeah. all got rid of him. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's ah, sleeping on. He's sleeping on uh, Landry Shamit's sofa in New York during his ten day contract and goes off. Should have never bought a bed. <laughs> Should have never bought a bed. <laughs> Kids should have just kept sleeping on sofas. Yeah. That would have been a good... That's like such an Asian thing to do, too. Just being like what? scrappy. <laughs> I, think, I think dude has an econ degree, too, right? So. Yeah, smart guy. Yeah. Cool. I mean, yes, of course he's smart. He, he, he was in Harvard, right? He was the first kid from Harvard to get drafted since 1956 or something. And the mm-hmm. league was all white. Uh, well, we've come a yeah. long way now. <laughs> Not sure, university, man. yes. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, then. Uh, thank you so much, Sean, for finding time. Like, I, I, we should just let the audience know that it's uh, around 5 o'clock or something in it's Canada. Now, it's, now, right now. It's, now, it's now 7 a.m. I'm, I'm doing okay. It's now 7 a.m. Okay, so it's not that bad. We started at 5.30 a.m., so yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. It's uh, 5.30 in India. Thank you so much, Sean. Like, uh, we are absolutely appreciate it. We, uh, thanks uh, for asking that extra question, reminding us of insanity, uh, annoying uh, Vineet with your Tim Duncan uh, questions, bringing Kamala into this whole picture and uh, uh, bashing on Kobe Bryant's uh, uh, alleged uh, tough skills. <laughs> <laughs> look, look! If you tell me Carmelo's not a not a first ballot Hall of Famer, I'm good. Hey, but, we never said that. <laughs> he just said uh, for this uh, ball is Bay NBA All Decade. If you tell me Clay Thompson is it. definitely a first ballot, then you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, but. Clay Thompson. Uh, well, anyway, it was a different. It's a conversation for a different time. 
Well, yeah. what Kay Thompson versus <laughs> the next, the For next, sure. uh, yes, next one, next one. Uh, we have some, we have some special uh, sections planned, uh, segments planned with uh, Sean, which we'll tell you in uh, due course. So this is the last episode of the decade, guys. Please uh, subscribe, like, whatever, do all those things on all the platforms, because uh, yeah, and this is your last chance this decade to do it. And Sean, can you tell people where to find uh, more information about you or crossover and? Sure, yeah. Yes. Crossover is can be found at uh, www.crossover-india.org and on Instagram at Crossover Basketball, Twitter at Crossover B-Ball. Um, we were a little quicker on the Instagram to get the whole word there. So, uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Ashwin, i got to send you some photos of your interview with Tammy Sutton Brown as well that I got please, please stored up. <laughs> Um, you know, and and how short you look next to her. So, oh, hey, well, that's it's, it's my it's my fault. I didn't uh, eat my vegetables when I was growing up. Yeah, I mean, she makes me. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't feel tall next to her either. So, <laughs> hey, that that's a picture of me standing like next to her. It's it's ridiculous, man. Like <laughs> I, I feel <laughs> there's no future for me in the NBA. The, like, uh, when was that? When was ever there a future in the NBA? Ashwin, if, if that if that was the tipping point, we, we got a lot to talk about. about it. <laughs> All right, we need to end this part now. We need to end this part before we go on a downward spiral. <laughs> All right, much All right, All right, All right thank, All right, thanks, thank you, thank you so much, man. Right, thank you. you too. Happy, Happy New Year to you too. Bye. All right, like. All right, yeah. take care. We need to say bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.